Isn't it frustrating when your ex just completely ignores you and won't respond to you at all? I know this can be really frustrating, especially if it's after a positive interaction where it seemed like the two of you were getting along really well. I mean, what's going on? Were you just totally oblivious to things and misreading the situation? Have they just totally moved on? Uh, what's going on? It's usually a little bit more complicated than it looks at the surface level. Let's go ahead and get into that. Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.Life, and today we are talking about why your ex might ignore you, especially after a positive interaction um, where it seems like things are going great. Typically, people will assume that they've lost interest or maybe they've somehow unintentionally said something that uh, offended them or turned them off in some way or that they've just moved on or that they never cared about you or all these other sorts of things. We want to be careful about this because our mind has a tendency to try to fill in these cracks with our own fears and insecurities. It's really common for us to, you know, like if we don't believe that we're worthy or something like that and someone stops responding to us, it's like, oh yeah, well obviously it's because we're not worthy. You know, they realized that they could do better than me and so they moved on or something. You know, they could be with someone younger or better looking or more successful or whatever. Um, it's really easy for us to do that. But if we look at what's actually going on in most cases here, it's not that. Most people that I talk to have a pretty good sense about what's going on on a social level. And, you know, they, 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 I think most people would know if they're going to say something that's uh, a little bit too edgy or a little bit offensive or anything like that. Usually what's going on when your ex just stops communicating with you is one of two important things here. And that's that they could actually be thinking about you a lot but they're trying to play it cool. They're trying to downplay it. You know, many times after a breakup, people will sometimes find themselves in this sort of competitive sort of dynamic between them and their ex, where they feel as if they need to seem as if they are more composed, more put together, more calmer, more more whatever than maybe they actually feel. You know, on the inside, maybe your heart's pounding. You're saying like, hey, how do you feel about me? I'm still attracted to you. I care about you. And I want to know what's going on with you. You know, I'm used to spending time with you for, you know, several months or several years or several decades in some cases and now I'm seeing you like my heart is jumping into my throat what am I gonna do but on the on the surface we just instead say oh hey hey there stranger nice to see you here right so they're trying to play it cool and one reason that people do this is that they just think that it's what they're supposed to do in our society for better or worse and people often say you know hey uh, play it cool. It makes it makes you seem more attractive. Play it cool. It makes you seem more interesting. Play it cool. It makes it seem like you're you're in control or something like that. And I don't really necessarily believe that this is the right approach, but it's a commonly held enough belief that a lot of people are probably going to do it. And so if your ex is just uh, not responding to you or disappears or something like that, that could definitely be what's going on. Um, and the second reason why your ex might pull back, especially after a positive experience, is because they're not sure what to make of you. We've talked about this before in these videos, but after a breakup, people have to look at their ex 
in a way that allows them to feel good about themselves and to justify their actions, right? No, n- none of us want to think, hey, you know, here I am, I pulled the plug on a great relationship, I hurt someone, I made them cry, I took away their dreams of a relationship and all of that. Nobody wants to think of themselves that way. So what happens is that's when the gears start turning in their head and they start thinking, geez, maybe I really did have to do that. Like it was hard when they were crying, but like I had no choice. They weren't honest with me. Uh, we were so incompatible. We fought all the time and all of that. And maybe there's some truth to that, sure. But maybe that was also exaggerated a bit so that they can feel good about themselves acting consistent with breaking up with someone. And so they might hold on to this view of you, this version of you in their mind that says, hey, you're someone worth breaking up with. You're someone I can't trust. You're someone I don't have anything in common with. You're someone we just fight uh, with. You're someone that that that, that I can't uh, get along with for whatever reason. And then they hold on to that belief. But then for whatever reason, the two of you met up. You know, Maybe you reached out to them. Maybe they reached out to you. Maybe you just ran into each other somewhere. Maybe a mutual friend had a party and you know, you're both there and you start talking. And they start to see, hey, maybe you're not this terrible person I thought you were. I'm seeing this compassionate person, this human person, this this understandable, relatable person, this person who's having a normal experience, this person who's trying their best in life. And then they have to reconcile this somehow. What was the disconnect, right? They don't necessarily know that this image they held in you of you in their own mind is sort of distorted in a sense. And so they have to reconcile this. They have to say, hey, what was that when we saw each other the other day? Was that you on your best behavior Was that you on a good day? Was that you on a bad day? Was that me misjudging your character? Was that me misreading things? Was that you just uh, trying some sort of trick that you learned in a YouTube video or something like that? They might pull back to try to make sense of this whole situation. Does that, does that all make sense to everyone? I hope that makes sense. If it does make sense, hit the thumbs up button for this YouTube video and please make sure you uh, subscribe to this channel as well too. Hitting that bell icon when you're subscribing so that you can get notified when we do live streams in the future. I've done a lot of live streams recently and I'd love to get a chance to interact with you and chat with you on some of these live streams, but you're not necessarily going to know if I'm doing them unless you're subscribed to the channel and hit that bell icon. When your ex does disappear on you. There's a lot of a lot of advice out there that says, okay, you just need to go cold. Just do no contact. Just go radio silent until they crack under the pressure of missing you and come crawling back to you on broken shards of glass. You can do that if you want. If that makes sense to you, if it sounds like a great idea for you, I mean, like, by all means, go ahead. You do you, right? But I've also talked to a lot of people who have tried this sort of thing before, and they've been disappointed. You know, they have just waited and waited and months have gone by, weeks have gone by, and the phone call never came. The text message never came. The conversation never came. The big revelation never came. And I don't want that to be you. Many times, for example, if your ex is feeling a lot for you and they're just trying to play it cool, they might be waiting for you to contact them. And if you're waiting for them to contact you, there's a standoff. And before you know it, some window of opportunity could close. They could say, okay, they're not interested. I'm just going to do something else, date someone else. Or if they're trying to weigh these two options, they're trying to say, hey, are you this version or are you that version that I saw? That window of opportunity could close and they can start to say, oh, that was probably just a fluke. Yeah, you know, you, you really aren't someone that I can trust. Maybe I should just, you know, move on. 
I've seen it happen many times before. And again, it's fine if that sounds like the right strategy for you. If you feel good about it and you just want to lay back and wait for them to come to you, hey, who am I to tell you what to do? But if you do want to maximize the opportunity to connect with them, then I'd really recommend you start thinking about alternatives besides just no contact. One thing we have put together is a course called Connect and Commit. It's a small little course that covers what to do in seven specific situations that could be make or break situations. Obviously, one of these is when your ex won't even talk to you. What we want to do is we want to leverage these make or break situations, these seven specific situations, and turn them from opportunities when things can completely fall apart and go off the rails into an opportunity for deeper connection and more understanding that could open a doorway for a better relationship uh, between you and your ex. And if that's something you do want to learn more about, go ahead and check out modernlove.life slash cc. You can go ahead and find Connect and Commit over there. Go ahead and check that page out. If it looks like the seven specific situations might be things that you could see yourself dealing with, we'd love to have you. We'd love to be able to help you to uh, work through these situations. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please take care, and I'll talk to you next time.